Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and like always, I am joined by the awesome Spooky Movie Squad, so I'm joined by Katie. Hi. And Emma. Oh, hey. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2013 American science fiction horror comedy film... That's a lot. I hate it. <laughs> Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1. Reading, writing, radiation. Again. <laughs> Hit that music. Take a seat and take a rest From behind the curtain A disconcerting nod It's time to listen To the Spooky Movie Squad (laughs) Happy Spookies everyone This is episode 259 Of our illustrious podcast Hey we're back doing numbers Big ones not just up to 31 (laughs) So this is Chapter 2 in the story of Guido's choice, it's Guido's choice. God damn it! Another week I didn't do the I didn't do the lyrics. We don't. I am gonna do it. Last year I didn't do it. I'm gonna do it this year. Um, so Guido, knowing that I enjoy trauma and the ladies of Spooky Movie Squad, they understand that it's a company sometimes. <laughs> um, but no, we 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 frequent trauma here a lot this is our fourth film so we did poultry guys by myself which i do want to do with everybody here i think i think the group would absolutely enjoy that movie it it was a secret musical i don't know where it caught me off guard i just thought it was gonna be dick jokes and ghost chicken zombie chickens and then they everybody kept singing and i was like what the fuck is this and i was like oh it's a musical so uh secret musicals always get me in a good way i'm not mad about it and then we got the original class from Newcomb High, Pro Wrestlers versus Zombies. That was a secret trauma film that came out of nowhere and caught me off guard. I was like, oh, shit, that's why it's so shitty. <laughs> and then this is our fourth one. I swear there's another one in there somewhere. I feel like there's another one. But... Yeah, it's a sneaky trauma film. They do a lot of them. So we actually have an Toxic Avenger. So one day I'm going to show them that one. But they are working on a remake of Toxic Avenger for... The, the real world, not the real world, the modern day. And it's going to be Peter Dinklage. He's going to be the before, because in the original, it was like some nerdy small guy and he gets thrown in a toxic waste and comes back all buff and with a mop here to save the world or save trauma from worse people. It's, <laughs> so it's the mop weird. that gets me. Yeah, and I, so Peter Dinklage is going to be the before and then I don't know who's going to play the after Toxie. I assume he's probably going to turn back and forth or the inner monologue will still be Peter Dinklage because if you get... It'll be Dave Bautista. Ooh, I'm fucking in. But yeah, because <laughs> if you pay for Peter Dinklage, you might as well just get your money's worth because he's yep. an amazing actor. So, you know. <laughs> so, like I said, we're doing Return to Newcomb High and it's actually not a remake, kind of. I listened to the commentary. There's two different commentaries and I listened to the actors and actresses do theirs and then i listen to the as they call it 
the not as cool commentary of Lloyd Kaufman and all of the writers of the movie. And they said it's a it's a spiritual sequel in sense. It is part of the world. It continues because Chrissy and Warren actually saving the day and you know helping get rid of that power plant and stopping all the monsters. So this is a continuation of it. I thought that was really cool. So it's still in that world. And with help from Quentin Tarantino, Lloyd Kaufman realized that a three-hour movie is just a bit too much. And so he split it in half. And so we are watching volume one. And I didn't realize that when we were doing it, we was like, yeah, it's going to have a cliffhanger, but fuck it. So at some point we'll do volume two because I just, it feels weird to just stop (laughs) on a cliffhanger and, and do it like that. It did throw me off when I was starting the movie. I was like, why does this say volume one? Is this the wrong one? <laughs> and then I looked at the title of the the return to return to, and it says AKA volume two. And I was like, ah, I get it now. Yeah. I love that. It's just return to return to. So one thing that I learned about trauma entertainment and every time that we talk about trauma, I'm going to like just add more info to it. So they've been around since 1974 by Lloyd Kaufman and, Michael Hertz. And I, I love that there are three rules of production. It's safety to humans, safety to property, and a much smaller font than the first two rules make a good movie. And in, <laughs> in the commentary, Lloyd Kaufman says, he's like, safety, safety, safety. He's like, I want to make sure everyone's safe on set and having a great time. And if we make a good movie, th- thumbs up. We did it. If it's a piece of shit, we made a piece of shit. But he just wants to make sure everybody has a good time on set, a safe time on set, which I thought was really cool. So he's been around for a very long time. And from the commentary, he said he said something kind of odd just out of nowhere. But the trauma company actually helped the Miyazaki film, the Studio Ghibli film, My Neighbor, My Neighbor Totoro, they actually helped the original dub get to theaters in america which i thought was absolutely absurd and i was like because in the commentary he said something about um that they were the first company to like check out miyazaki films and like help them out they didn't say that they put them on the map but it was like you know other companies didn't give them the time of day and they like gave them a shot i was like wait wait miyazaki films what what are you what are you talking about and i looked yeah (laughs) Studio Ghibli, they got their first shot dub-wise because of Troma. I was like, holy shit, that's so fucking cool. So Troma, man, like, you know, they, they make poop movies, but if they can help out someone with a film, they'll give them all the help they can. So I always thought that was absolutely awesome. So yeah, this is from 2013, and it was a kickstarted film. And the original idea for the return to Newcomb High, idea, you know, just plot, was that a group of Cretans were going to actually be the protagonists. And so they would turn because of the toxic waste, you know, from everything in trauma. The city of trauma is terrible. And then they inadvertently become the good guys and they have to save the day. So that was pretty cool. And a couple more ideas came up and then they just kind of went for a what would just happen if the school came back and then something worse than the power plant right next to it just continued? And so 
we got this. The cool thing about Lloyd Kaufman and everything is all of the cameos. This movie is chock full of people in it. We have uh, Lemmy. His just name is just Lemmy, but he is the lead singer, bassist of Motorhead. And boy, howdy, you can barely understand him. So they have fucking subtitles, but he's the president <laughs> of the world. And his name is Peter Parker in the comment, the commentary and in the credits. But they got Stan Lee to narrate this movie, which I thought was really cool. And Stan Lee passed away in... 2019? No. Uh, what year did... 18, I think. No, it, it, I think it was the end of 18 or beginning of 19 because it was just before uh, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse came out. 2018. Yeah, yeah 18. Actually, tomorrow. Holy shit. Damn. Oh, man, big ups. Thank you, Peter Parker, for the narration in this movie. Yes. <laughs> and... It's funny, there are tons of famous people just are in the crowd. Fun fact, the majority of the people in school were people that just wanted to be in the movie and help it just move forward. Tons of people came from other countries to just help this movie and be in it. So the itchy guy in the background that's just scratching, I forgot which country he's from, but he just wanted to be in the movie. And so he helped out as whatever he could. Um, there's so many people to just like, I don't really know that much English, but I, I know trauma. So I just came here and I'm just in the background scratching, scratching my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple music, uh, not music, uh, makeup artists and other just roles. People would quit because they just, I don't know, you have to be the right type of crazy to do this type of film. And they just got other people to come in and help out. And I want to say one of the actresses, the main ones, either Chrissy or Lauren, they actually just did make up. They were like, it's just easier. I'm, I'm here all the time, so I might as well just do it. So this is, and Lloyd Kaufman said, this is a legit trauma fan film. The fans came out and just wanted this to happen, wanted us to make another movie. And I thought it was really cool. He sounds so thankful of the fans for everything he does. He sounds like the nicest craziest raunchiest old man and it it's fucking cool to hear like Hoffman talk so he, he's absolutely funny so let's see what Guido had to say about return to Newcomb High so he said another trip into the magical world of Lloyd Kaufman thought I would skip two and three since this one he was able to get more famous people to appear and two and three were kind of poopy not gonna lie <laughs> Compared to what? Like <laughs> the first one. Like the first one did amazing I mean, and then two so and three came out. Hey, it's better than those. Yeah. So Troma was a starting point for so many big names. James Gunn, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Vincent D'Onofrio, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. Why did I say Sam Jackson like that? Billy what? Bob Thornton. In that movie, Death by Temptation, the that the one about the succubus in Harlem. I want to say it's Harlem. At some point we're gonna do it. And Vanna White, Michael Jai White, the list keeps going. That's got to count for something. I feel you, Guido. You know, you have to explain a little bit when you show people these movies, like Poultry Guys. I have to, like, kind of prepare everybody. But it's a fun world. Sure, it's <laughs> raunchy. It's silly. But there is a point to these movies. And he loves talking about 
the fucking dangers of radiation. <laughs> That's like a big one, but it's a fun one. So, Katie, what did you think about Return to Newcomb High, Volume One? This was not a good movie. <laughs> it just wasn't. Um, maybe I'd like it if I was like a 13 year old boy, but as an adult woman, what? What a waste of my hour and a half. <laughs> Emma. Yeah. I loved Newcomb High. It was really funny. Same. Yeah. And ridiculous. And I went into this going, fuck yes, another Newcomb High. Let's go. No. <laughs> I feel like I need to be exceedingly drunk or stone or like something to watch this movie again because yeah it really was it was the most so obviously and it's it's funny when i watched the movie i texted guido about it and stuff just you know just to tell him how i felt about it and you know there's one shining thing in this movie to me but the rest of it eh, i've seen worse (laughs) <laughs> you know, I've seen way worse, but it it's not as good, I would say, as the original Newcomb High. It was, Definitely it was not. fucking great, you know, but I applaud them for not just running that bitch back, but they ran it back in a way that, I don't know, honors the original, but the story, like, uh, the spoilers, the story is not my biggest fan. I, I, it, no, no. And listening to the commentary and stuff like that, and they were like, eh, we could have did that better. And and he was kind of tough on himself for scenes and stuff. But I don't know. It's It was cool. It was cool to see, you know, female leads and them being tough. And I don't know. It, it was a lot of cool things. It was so inclusive and stuff. One of the Cretans had a wheelchair. I thought that was pretty cool. I think I've ever seen an evil person in a wheelchair that's got teeth <laughs> but it just i don't know for what it did you know it, it just you know had fans in it and stuff like that that was really cool plot wise they could have easily made a better story with this but i don't know i laughed it, it got me laughing so it made me mad but it was all all, all the cretans all the, the cretans scenes made me laugh so <laughs> they're fucking cool it's like a glee club that like murders i it's such a silly idea, but no, it, it's you know, it's not the best movie, but the original Newcomb High, I will tell anybody to watch it because it's an amazing film. This one, eh. eh. And maybe my weird side thumbs up will go up or down watching the second one because th- that's the biggest thing for me. It's just, it wasn't a full story. The way, the way we stopped, this was like, I don't know, 50 minutes. 40 minutes into the original. So I'm like, fuck, man. So could have been better. So we'll get through this story and it's a mess. But we'll get through it and we'll talk about it for your least favorite characters. So we get a get a flashback story, a catch-up from our narrator, Peter from Peter Parker. And he tells us about how Warren and Chrissy saved the day and saved everybody from the evil power plant but then we find out that trome <laughs> mess it up 
Tromorganics <laughs> took over for the power plant. And so they're all about, oh, our food's healthy. And, you know, hey, we're here for the kids, y'all. We got this cool food. Taco Tuesday is going to be a hit. And they just use radioactive waste to feed the kids because it's cost effective and they can make tons of money. So, you know. <laughs> You get rid of one shitty thing and then something even worse comes in. So Trome Organics, they take over for the power plant. And Lloyd Kaufman, he's Lee Harvey Hertzkoff. So he's he mixed his name with the other creator of Troma. And he pulled a whole like Laurel, Laurel and Hardy with all his jokes. And it's actually from a specific joke with the whole milk thing. So every time he has like milk in his hand and someone distracts him and he like spills milk on his face, it's laurel and hardy so I, I was wondering i was like why he keeps milk on himself and i'm like oh it's an old school thing i was like okay okay i'm, I'm fine with this i'm fine with this <laughs> so president lemmy <laughs> mumbles he kind of like ozzy osbourne he mumbles that taco tuesday has to be a hit and he calls <laughs> he calls lloyd uh what what a piece of shit or a fucker and he just yells at him on the phone and then just hangs up. And he's like, okay, we got to make sure this Taco Tuesday is a hit or we're going to get in trouble. President Lemmy's going to beat us up or something. So we meet up with the main character. So there isn't a Warren technically, but it's kind of Lauren, Warren, Lauren, you know. So not like the original. It's two female leads. And so they went with a whole LGBT angle, which fine with me. It was fucking cool. So Lauren, she's the rich girl and new to the school, and she has a cool duck. And the <laughs> so they talked about the duck. It actually took a pretty good amount of money to have this trained duck on set, and they actually had to have three of them because one duck can't do enough, and they mm. have to have a partner on set. Yeah, because the duck will just get lonely. So you get to have another one. So they had three of them, and Lloyd he said he'll never work with a duck again because <laughs> it's so much fucking work to have a duck just do simple things. Oh, Kevin. Because he said chickens are awesome. So <laughs> so Lauren, the rich girl, like I said, and Chrissy, she's a journalist. She's trying her best to bust Troma Organics and make sure everyone knows that they're absolutely evil. But in Troma, New Jersey, it, I don't know. It's like everyone's fine with radiation. And so it's it's kind of a tough job. And her blog got 18 viewers or listeners this month and she's actually super excited but you find out it's it's all the the principal of the school <laughs> he, he tuned in 18 times just to see what she's been talking about because she's crazy so she's an orphan and she's trying to stop the bad guys so while this is happening uh, we see that signs everywhere around the school saying taco tuesday so it's all building up to that scary point just like in the original Lauren and Chrissy, every time they look at each other, there's always a moment where time freezes and they look at each other and it zooms in and it's like these silhouettes of their faces. So, like I said, they're in love with each other. They just don't know it yet. So the Glee Club, the Troma Poofs, <laughs> they are absolutely horrible and they're trying to sing songs and stuff like that, but they're terrible. They're all off key and stuff and out of time. Which actually takes more talent. <laughs> It really does, though. It's so hard for that many people to sing that badly together. Especially in a song that everyone knows. Yeah. So it's funny. There was an actual group that did the singing. And the 
kids that were the glee club apparently they weren't nervous to be bad and fight and rawr and yell and stuff but they apparently they were super nervous to sing on camera yeah. <laughs> and lloyd's like it was the damnedest thing they would do anything we asked them to faking like they're beating off in a corner and throw people in the stuff and kill them but trying to get them to sing on camera was one of the hardest things to do and he's like <laughs> that's why it was so out of time for a lot of the songs because they were just so nervous about singing <laughs> i was I like mean, that's me i'm not trying to sing on camera <laughs> katie's out here murdering people he's like hey can you sing amazing grace real quick like man that's a lot you just cut a man's head off that's a lot can, can we, <laughs> that's a lot can you just put in like a stunt singer or something that's why i don't do karaoke <laughs> <laughs> Because literally all of our friends are musicians and I have very high confidence issues about performing in front of all of my musician friends. (laughs) I mean, same. And I am a singer. (laughs) Yeah, performance anxiety through the roof. Yeah, I love karaoke. Yeah, I know you do because you don't give a fuck about being judged by your friends. I care a lot about that (laughs) specific thing. I'll do a lot of other wild shit. I don't give a fuck about anything else, but musical ability because i know all my musical friends are like listening for that or at least in my brain that's what they're listening for yeah i'm like nah i'm good (laughs) (laughs) so taco tuesday begins and the tacos are like soft tacos and when people grab at them they turn instantly green (laughs) as they leave the containers i think they were supposed to be crunchy tacos but the sludge was just like screwing up the crunch in the taco yeah made them soft (laughs) so terrence horowitz everybody that they show that's the least amount of important they freeze frame and then they play what hail to the chief is that the name of the song yeah that was obnoxious as fuck yeah so terrence horowitz they said he's like a few steps away of curing what was it all diseases or cancer all cancers yeah And someone's like, hey, Terrence, how's that cancer research going? And he's like, thumbs up. He's nomming down on some of these tacos. And then he starts shaking. The screen starts flashing. And then ooze shoots out of his ears. And he starts melting. And I'm like, oh, it's just like the first guy in the first movie when he drank from the water fountain and got fucked up. So he also like the couple in the janitor's closet at the beginning of this movie. Oh, yeah. This sludge. If it hits you, you just melt and then things fall off. Penises just rip off instantly and stuff like that. It's crazy. So Terrence, his jaw like kind of falls off in one scene and then he catches on fire and he goes outside and he fucking dies. He like sparks. And the principal says that he was, this is just a scene from a movie or a show that they're working on. This is the special effects. And that he was smoking weeds and the weeds did it to him. That's why. Marijuana. yeah, that's this why is what starts... happens when drama kids smoke ganja. <laughs> that's why he was sparking and caught on fire because of marijuana. Just like in the original film when he said it was what uh, I have news saying that he had two microwaves at home. And that's why he caught on fire <laughs> at school. <laughs> two microwaves. So at a emergency assembly, we see that the Glee Club, they sing Amazing Grace. And it's absolutely terrible. Everyone's booing them and like Chrissy, no Lauren, she like claps at first when they come out, but then everybody's like, Boo, I hate you. And she stops clapping. She's like, Oh, 
And then the Glee Club, they turn into Cretans. And they all just ooze, and then they didn't die instantly. So it's just like in the other movie. It's like, it depends on how much radiation you get, I guess. But they got the same amount as Terrence. But there are kids in the school that are weird just to begin with in this movie. And they just explain that some kids just got more radiation at some points. And some bodies are tougher. So they turn into the new Cretans. And they instantly are ready to murder and sing so they kill mrs crabtree and she was the sex ed teacher in the opening and she <laughs> by like niagara falls or one side of it by jersey and she's chilling with her dog and the cretans pop up and they start singing what uh my adeline or sweet adeline i don't remember something like that yeah it's like my adeline sweet adeline and they, they're amazing now. <laughs> I guess when they got murderous, they became great singers. And then they proceed to throw her over the falls. And boy, howdy, if you want to laugh out of me, have one scene where you're holding somebody like I'm holding Katie and then I throw her. And then you see that one second in between where it's just like the shittiest dummy of Katie. I will always laugh when I see someone fake fly off of something. It's just like with Married with Children. There's multiple scenes and episodes where Al will fall off something and it's a legit stupid dummy and it falls straight on its head and it's just lifeless and it makes me laugh every time. So Mrs. Crabtree flies over the falls and they start laughing and then I was like, what about the dog? And they grab the dog and they launch the dog over. It was like fucking Baxter from Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> the Baxter. And <laughs> the fake Baxter flies over the falls and hits a rock. And I was like, sweet Jesus. And then they start giggling and they skip away. So around this time, Lawrence Duck, I want to say his name was Kevin in the movie. Yep. Kevin the Wonder Duck. He, well, Lauren thinks that someone took Kevin, but Kevin just left one night. He just, the door was wide open to the house and he just leaves. And so the whole movie, Kevin is just traveling around, getting radiation on his mouth and just, just chilling. He's being a cool duck. So, the Cretans, they find Lauren because she's looking for a duck and she has the shittiest picture of a duck on a piece of paper. And she's like, I'm looking for my duck. And so they surround her and hold her down and they yell duck rape. And for five seconds, I was like, oh, no, I don't need to see this. But they used rape as the definition of just forcing something into, I guess, an orifice on someone. And they stuff the duck into her mouth down her throat. And so the duck butt is definitely rape. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? When I heard duck rape, I was like, oh, I don't need this. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy Lloyd Lloyd Coffin's like, I'm not gonna have a duck raping someone just forced down their throat. And I'm like, oh, I am fine with that, sir. So Lauren's running around with a duck down her throat and she sees tons of people. Uh his name is the world champion, but he's a comedian and he's called the world champion because of his hat, but it's Judah Friedlander. And he's been in tons of movies. He was actually in Feast, the movie where all the shitty people in that bar have to survive from the weird monsters outside when the main character dies five minutes in. He's the one that got all the goop on him, and he's constantly just decomposing in front of everybody. And that was yep. him. He's the one that came up with the phrase, was it uppercase fucked? Which I yep. think is one of the funnest ways to say that everything is wrong. So I saw him, I was like, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> and apparently 
everybody you see, if they had the camera on them more than five seconds, was in an older trauma film. And I was wondering, because some people had more makeup and they just looked fresher <laughs> than others. I was like, and in the commentary, you know, Lloyd's like, oh, this was the lead actress in this movie and Tromeo and Juliet and this movie and that movie. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. He called back all his old friends to just be in a movie for like 10 seconds. So I thought that was cool. So Chrissy helps Lauren out and gets the duck out of her throat. And the duck's legs were like spaghetti and they were pulling on them and stuff. But they get them out. But unfortunately, Kevin, he had toxic waste on his bill, which is now inside of Lauren's body. So Lauren and Chrissy, they, well, Chrissy invites Lauren to a party slash rave at one of their friend's house. They, they say party slash rave. <laughs> and they make it to the party slash rave. And Lauren starts changing because of toxic waste. And they start dancing. And it's all, it's some it's they're having fun with each other with each other and they don't care what other people think i thought that was really cool and then they have a sex scene and it's sexy times and in the room if you look around there's a poster of the toxic avenger on the wall and buckets of chicken from poultry geist and i barely <laughs> saw it in the commentary lloyd's like hey like the chicken from poultry geist i was like hey look at that <laughs> so at this point the Cretans show up and they're pissed off because they didn't get invited to the party. But you know what? They brought something really fun, a Molotov cocktail. And they toss that bitch right into the party and the fire goes off. Inside of the party, we see the Toxic Avenger. He's chilling there, partying it up with the, with the kids. And Sergeant Kabuki Man, that's another popular movie from Troma. And they're both in there just jamming it up. And so when the fire goes off, you see Toxie, he grabs someone and saves them. And I, I can't remember if Sergeant Kabuki Man saved somebody, but they all scoot off in different directions into New Jersey. And then the cops show up. So they all run off. That night, Lauren and Chrissy, they have really weird dreams. Lauren, she becomes pregnant. And her stomach is just like distended and poking out. And Chrissy gets a gigantic boner, just like Warren did in the first movie. So they, I guess, sleepwalk or sleep change, and they head to the Cretans' lair, and the Cretans are actually getting bigger and bigger because of the radiation, and they're just recruiting people, and they're doing drugs, like hard drugs. So they show up, and they use their nipple spray. And gigantic <laughs> like a breast milk? Yeah, they use breast milk <laughs> and a gigantic penis to beat up the wheelchair Cretan. Beats the shit out of him, and they stomp his arms and break them. <laughs> and around this you point, beat up a cripple, would you? Right? Yeah, we would. Yeah, I would for the duck rape. Yeah. <laughs> so the wheelchair cretin, uh, they get saved by the cops. And fun fact: the lead cop that gets shot by the main cretin in this one, he was the lead cretin in the original movie. And so he's like, he's like, what kind of world? Like, what? Wh- what are the kids of the future? He's like, he gets shot. And I was like, he looked familiar. Yes, he was the lead Cretan in the original movie. So one of Lauren and Chrissy's friends they actually gets like, I don't know, what's the word? They didn't get hired by the Cretans, but they said like, we need you to find, we need you to betray Lauren and Chrissy. 
yeah best word it was a word for it It wasn't a friend either it was that dude who was has been trying to get in fucking lauren's pants the whole movie yeah actually eugene yes so eugene gets tasked to be a stool pigeon and we see later back at school lauren and chrissy they kiss in the hallway and you see Eugene using his phone to record. And no, it was not Eugene that recorded. That was the fat kid with the afro that oh. had his fancy roast beef sandwich with dipping sauce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they said he kept smelling like roast beef. <laughs> so in the shower at school, because Lauren, she was in gym class. And gym class for the future is just playing, I don't know. N- Nintendo they're texting on their phones. No, they're playing like Nintendo. They're playing video games. No, they were on their phones. It looked like handhold, like little consoles. No, they were on their phones. You used to work those fingers, ladies, and they were like texting away. <laughs> yep. So she, in the shower, she starts bleeding and oozing green ooze from her vagina. And while this is happening, Chrissy, she's fighting a Cretan in science class and rips out the nose ring and starts like beating the shit out of this Cretan. And then the science teacher, he gets lasered in both his eyes and gets oozed, thrown up in his face. And so his face melts a little bit. And he's like, hey, can one of you students take me to the eye wash, please? (laughs) His face is super fucked up. And to be continued. And in the commentary, one of the writers is like, yeah, people are going to be upset about like the abruptness of the ending. But they said the beginning of the second one, it... I don't know. They they said it it just worked out better to be so abrupt right there and how the second one continues. It seems like they like the second one a little bit more because four years goes by in between these movies. So 2017, they finished the story. So, you know, they figured out what they did, hopefully, wrong with the first one and they fixed it for the second one. So one day we will review volume two. So Emma... Who is your favorite character in Return to Newcomb High, Volume 1? Kevin the Duck. <laughs> that duck cracked me up, and then his stupid, nasty-ass, toxic beak grin with his green, glowy eyes. I was like, that shit's ridiculous. So, yeah, Kevin. Kevin the Duck. Everybody else was kind of a piece of shit. Katie? Uh, I liked Lauren. Not real. I mean... All of the acting was meh, but she was also in Terrifier, so that was cool. Yeah, she was the dopey friend that gets cut in half. Yeah, sawed right in half. So I went with the Cretans. They were fucking hilarious in this movie. In the original, I like the Cretans in that one, but the original Cretans, they were like not as funny. They were just evil. And Warren had to like swing on them a couple times. They were better. <laughs> yeah. But this one, they were just silly. And there were a lot of jokes and stuff. And it's funny, the Cretan that had the wheelchair, there was a joke that he couldn't fit through any doors because his up his wheelchair upgraded to an evil one. Yeah. That was a joke because when they made it, they were like, this thing is fucking cool. And they were like, fuck, it can't fit through any doors. And so they added that joke in. They were like, this is awesome, but Jesus, we can't do anything with it. So. Also, the Cretan with the fucking menorah that he hauled around with him all the time. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I forgot about the menorah. The fact that there was like a teenage Hasidic Jew yeah. rabbi there was fucking just absurd. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but, he had the little attachable curls. Yep. <laughs> they were brown and he, he was blonde. <laughs> they didn't even try. It's the evil ooze. It was, that was before he was a cretin. <laughs> when he was a regular teen, he had a big, like, blonde fro and then brown fucking ringlet, Hasidic Jew ringlets that were, like, clipped into his hair. It was so bad. Yeah. But no, the Cretans, they were funny. The angle that the Glee Club, because in the original, they were part of the debate club, and which I thought it was a very funny joke. It's like, oh, the debate club, they just fight now. <laughs> they don't talk anymore. They use their fists and guns. So I thought that was pretty funny that the Glee Club, they're supposed to be nice and stuff. They just are just evil. And I forgot to bring up the scene where they're just driving around town terrorizing people, and then they do the the scene from Sergeant Kabuki Man. So anytime there's a car scene in a trauma film, they use the one crash from Sergeant Kabuki Man in it. Doesn't matter if it's in the country, doesn't matter if it's in space, they will use that one scene where the car crashes in all their movies. And it's funny, they should just buy a car that looks just like it so they don't have to do this. But every time they have to find someone that has one of those cars, so it makes a little bit of sense. <laughs> and so they had all their favorite like director friends in the car. And he's like, that was a motherfucking miracle. And then one of the Cretans shoots a gun at the car and it just instantly explodes. <laughs> but no, they were great. So Emma, who was your least favorite character? Eugene. That guy was a piece of shit. And his just constant need to look like he's pushing out the world's largest shit while he talks at all times consistently referring to himself in the third person it's like like in back to the future 2 it's like biff's kid or grandkid or whatever oh yeah his grandkid yeah so fucking obnoxious he just absolute toxic piece of everything he was worse than the toxic ooge kitty same eugene trash when a girl says no, she fucking means no. Stop. He just would not take no for an answer. Kept asking, kept being obnoxious to Lauren and to Chrissy and like, just fucking stop. You are trash. He jerked off in a convertible in her front yard. Yeah. <laughs> because she said no. Like wiggling around screaming. I yeah. assume that he, oh. the ooze was getting to the kids already. I assume they already had radiation in their body from that point. Maybe. Or he was just weird. I don't get it, but yeah. He was so fucking obnoxious. And then when he came into that party, he was like, Eugene's here! And everything was like fucking yelling. Like, why? Shut the fuck up. You're (laughs) overcompensating for not having a personality. Stop. So, my least favorite character, I said, not a full idea slash story. So, I get it with the volume one, volume two, but it just... Like with the first Kill Bill movie, that was supposed to be one full movie. It was supposed to be like four hours long, but it was going to be one movie. But then they split it. But Kill Bill has some sort of a satisfying end to the first volume. You know, she fought like, I don't know, 60 people in one night and she just sits there and she's like, I'm fucking tired. (laughs) And the movie ends. But this one, it it was so abrupt and it, it made me mad. I wanted the whole story. But I get it. 
he had enough footage for three hours and he's like i'm not gonna have people sit for three hours in a movie so it just it wasn't a full story kind of made me sad so let's do seven word synopsis so i only had one there's probably a couple i can think of but i'll see what the ladies have have to say and then i'll go from there but mine is lauren stuck a feather in her cap (laughs) she called it macaroni i laughed so fucking hard when she's when she said that he laughed so fucking hard like a minute after she said it (laughs) because it took him that long to get it (laughs) and lloyd kaufman he said i forgot he went to some viewing uh in some other country he he went to the viewing and he was looking at it and he said that all the jokes landed or landed you know quotation mark but he said when she put the feather in her cap and she looks at the camera and she nods just macaroni no one got it and he was so disappointed he's like I, he thought that would be the easiest joke but it was actually there's layers to that and i was like why she put the feather in her cap oh yankee doodle okay <laughs> so it it's weird i it, think it'd be a, such a simple joke but it was pretty deep katie uh high school porn masked as horror film yep there was no fucking reason for the amount of titties that were in this movie and like the couple having sex on the disgusting bed in the janitor's closet like that was so gross what the fuck was the point of that it's just i don't know i can't and my second one is poop and dick jokes aren't funny anymore and then i put asterisks to me because yeah. i know some people still find that shit funny but like i have grown up seemingly and i just i can't anymore like like i said at the beginning like 13 year old me probably would have found this pretty funny or 13 year old little boys probably would find this hilarious and be like right. oh my god there's so much boobs but i was just like really she sprouted a dick like i was upset about it because it was so dumb yeah <laughs> Emma, see he's giggling about it it was icky too it just yeah. didn't look and he's giggling okay. about it my husband <laughs> is a child <laughs> nothing more classic than a stanley narration uh primordial dick ruins climax with toxic sludge mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like robot chicken meets sex drive yeah it was it was a lot because it was like all puppets puppet mm-hmm. dicks and then my alliterative tromaville toxically tainted twice turning town treacherous heck yeah oh katie's katie's brewing up another one it's not seven words i'm just gonna say it the stanley narration at the beginning gave me falsely high hopes <laughs> yes. for this film same i was like oh shit they got stanley okay okay I yeah, he said work. Excelsior, and I was like, let's go. And then it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So this film came out January 10th, 2014. So like I said, it was a kickstarted film. So they <clears throat> asked for a certain amount of money. But ladies, what do you think the budget for Return to Newcomb High Volume 1 was, Katie? $100 dues. Okay. No, Emma. I'm sorry, Dollary Dinks. Okay. 
That's why I tried not to Sorry. show any emotion. You were right. You were right. Thank you for saving me. I even had the lowercase D's. Dollary yeah. Dinks. I just Ooh. read it wrong. He was like, you think he got a hundred million? No, for he didn't this? get a hundred million. <laughs> Sorry, a hundred half a movie. Dollary Dinks, one hundred thousand dollars. Shit, Bob. I, I can make a better movie. A hundred million. <laughs> Emma, twenty dollary Dinks. Oh shit, y'all gonna make me count? Um, mm, 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 two. I hate both of y'all. Um, just tell me what it is, and I'll. Katie tell you is actually me. technically closer. The budget was sixty three thousand six hundred and fifteen dollary dinks beat you by four thousand emma (laughs) (laughs) he said uh, 20 god damn it (laughs) (laughs) but yes so they asked for fifty thousand, and they got 63 and he's like i will make a shitty movie with this and he did so what do you ladies think the box office was with dvd sales added to it what do you think the box office was katie Seventy-five dollary dinks. Okay, Emma. Fifty dollary dinks. Katie wins off a of principal because she was slightly higher. The box office was four hundred and fifty-two thousand four hundred fourteen dollary dinks. Wow. Yeah, it made some pretty good money. It's funny. Almost half a mil. That's yeah. a lot. It it it's funny because you know people are like this is bad, but people were like. I liked it. <laughs> but a lot of folks were like, it's poop, but here's my money. And like, like I said, it's it's cool to see an original idea modernized, just like with Toxic, Toxic Avenger, which he actually isn't involved in, but I think he's going to do a, a cameo with the original Toxie. But they, they, I guess, sold off the rights to do it to a bigger company. So it's going to be like a legit Hollywood movie. So it's there are good ideas out there. You just got to do them right and put the effort in. This isn't the best shot, but it was a shot that they did. So like, <laughs> we I, are one month into season four and the rubber award goes to. Yeah, <laughs> this will for sure be up there. I think then Guido has another one that's worse. <laughs> I'm sure of that. <laughs> No, I, I have a feeling I'm this sure is probably the poopiest one. I don't think so because he's he gave you he said he put one on the list that was like intentionally for you. You would like it. Yeah. No one else is gonna like it. So it can't be this one because all of us raved about the original Nukem High. So I'm sure Very he true. We we're gonna like this one. Yeah, I'm I, I will say, I will say, I do appreciate the lack of thinking that I have to do watching most Guido films. So that is quite the relief. Now these movies stress me the fuck out. <laughs> I'm thinking too much. Every every second, there is some fucking thing in this movie that is just wrong to the world. <laughs> That's for damn sure. They walked into fucking Trom Organics, and there is literally fucking barrels of nuclear waste throughout this food plant and nobody gives any fucks yeah they were like playing around with yeah. it a kid Skipping. ate a vegetarian taco that didn't even wasn't even like the normal radiated tacos apparently 
he ate this fucking avocado filled taco and then his face melted off in the lunchroom and he fell down a flight of stairs and everybody nobody called the fucking cops everyone was just like put your phone away too much oh actually i'm glad katie said that uh tied for my favorite character is the security guard to the school because he is completely blind and there were tons of scenes where the principal's like, grab that kid. And he grabs just some random person. Like, get the fuck off me. He <laughs> was he using was his, like, walking stick. <laughs> he literally just whapped kids with his yeah. walking stick. He didn't even do anything. That guy was hilarious. Watching him at the security checkpoint where he's, like, just whapping kids on the front and then whapping them on the back as soon as they walk through. He's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Thank you for bringing that up. That security guy was hilarious. The fucking pile of guns, like and oh, yeah, grenades and shit, just at the metal detectors. Oh, fucking flamethrower. Yeah, they're at lunch, and then just bullets go off, and I'm like, oh, it's just another school shooting. And they go about their day, and I was like, mm, look at you, Lloyd Kaufman. Somebody call the cops. They don't even come anymore. Yeah, they, they don't care anymore. I was like, ooh, look at you, Lloyd Kaufman. Mm, yeah, I did like that moment, and I was like. I was like, look at you, look at that, po- that political statement right there. Yeah. Like I said, he, he pops up ideas, but he does like his titties and penises. Mm. I will say Boy, he's equal opportunity. For every boob, there will be a dick in a movie. I uh, don't know about that. Yeah. Poltergeist, there's a lot of penis in that movie. In this movie, there was only like three dicks, and there was like 87 pairs of titties. <laughs> That's for damn sure. And all of them had areolas the size of coasters. You think he looks for areolas like that? It seems like it. <laughs> I feel like Micah should apply. As a- <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen one, to this. That's my one Micah dig for this episode. Uh, but, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> I have been in like many locker rooms with many women and never have i ever seen this that many large areolas in one small area of people girl that's for damn sure it must be all the toxicity that they're they're for for real their areola was just like is there a whole boob i was so fucking confused the first one i was like okay her boobs are like her areolas are very large and then the next pair of tits came on the screen and i was like what the fuck and by the fourth <laughs> pair i was like lloyd kaufman just has a taste yep this is a fetish this is fucking quentin tarantino and feet i was just gonna say so uh everything looks good here uh we just gotta see your boobs real quick lift them up ah, get out of here your areolas are too small get out of here Wasting our time with those small areolas. Get out of here. One of the couple had small areolas. It was the only the only pair in the whole movie. It's like, okay. <laughs> so minority kill count, that's a big old zero. I think, yes, zero. Because Terrence, the Horowitz, he died. Miss Crabtree died. The Black Lab died. <laughs> um... The people in the car, I don't think... Oh, there might have been an Asian guy in the back of the car that exploded. I'll add one. We don't know. I'll add one. So, the... Not a lot of people died in this movie. Yeah. I feel like 
in the second movie, a lot of people are I'm, gonna die. Yeah, I watched the trailer for it. It it gets weird. Monsters pop up finally because you know it's half of an old movie. So the back half seems like it's like the Titanic, you know? First half is all the sex, and then the second half is the madness. I think that's what's gonna happen with it. We're gonna get a lot of crazy shit in the second half. So yeah. the new number is 273 and Tito Turtle. The house full of vampires. So, ladies, do you have anything else to say about Return to Nukem High Volume 1? Meh. If you have the brain of a child still, you'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> Drink something first. A lot, a lot of something. Yeah. But don't make this a drinking game because you'll die. No, you really will, though. You'll be gone yeah. in, like, the first ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, Guido and I would have absolutely, our souls have been floating up. Like, hey, why are our bodies down there? Oh, shit. Yep, because <laughs> you played a drinking game with the wrong fucking movie. Yeah, y'all would have been in the hospital before halftime. Mm-hmm. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any cool fun facts about trauma, like I brought up the fun fact I was going to put here, but they helped with the dub from My Neighbor Totoro. You can tweet us at AllentownPod. We have an email that is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Well, I'm Spook at AllentownPresents. So that's episode 259 in the books, in the pocket, out of sight. So we have two more Guido's Choice choices. Good <laughs> 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 choice on. And wow. these two, I do not that's know choice. these movies. So one of them is the choice that he actually wanted me specifically to watch. So I'm nervous about really that one. Yeah. With a smile on his face. I'm, the trepidation. I'm like, ooh. And then the other one, oh, it's an old school film. And I remember seeing a cover for it. So I think that's the body horror. So I'm curious what craziness we're going to get with that. I feel some skin forming into big blobs of things and stuff like that. You know, but some, some, some Cronenberg shit. That's what I'm betting. But with less money, I think that's the game plan with that one. So. The music you listen to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip and the CE and where you can listen to them. Studio Features, thank you so much for the artwork. So, halfway through, and then next month will be, what is it called? I say it wrong every time. The Christmas Movie Countdown. I, I want to call it Katie's Christmas Classics. And no. use K's. <laughs> then giggle, because it's bad. Giggling and frown, because I made the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're the only one who can because I'm not making that joke. <laughs> it's an episode of the of the Simpsons. It was Christy Krusty's comedy classics, but they use K's, and he's like, "Hey, hey ugh. <laughs> he's like, oh, we gotta stop. We gotta stop with that. I, it's a funny dumb joke, but we're gonna get the Christmas thing going. There are a couple of really solid, scary movies, Christmas related, coming out. So I'm very pumped in action. So uh, the Christmas side, it's going to be fun. You... And Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So you'll actually hear my voice a couple more times because I'm not Many a fan. more times. I'm not a fucking fan of Christmas, but I do like he good lies. Christmas movies. So I'll tell you that. He likes Christmas. Ah, that's cool, I guess. So <laughs> like always, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another scary film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Toots. Now that's something oh and new come high what's going on boop, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs>
Toxicity, that's what's going on. 